Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to Season 2, Episode 2 of Rams Up, your L.A. Rams podcast. have some exciting stuff to share with you today after we get through some news and notes. We're going to get to our interview with our special guest, Tom, better known by his Twitter handle, RamsBeat. Very knowledgeable about the Rams roster, as well as what it's going to take to re-sign some of these guys, which guys we need to restructure what external free agents the Rams might be interested in, which ones are good fits, which ones are not. And he's going to join us over the next couple of episodes. This episode, we're going to go through the Rams roster on the defensive side of the ball and analyze as best we can what the Rams should be doing, might be doing to reconstruct this roster, to run it back and win Super Bowl 57. So that's going to be a lot of fun, really good information to share with you. I highly encourage you to stick around for that after we get through some notes here. Wanted to mention three Super Bowl records that were set by the Rams. The Rams game-winning drive lasted 15 plays, making it the longest fourth-quarter go-ahead touchdown drive 
by number of plays in Super Bowl history. Cooper Cup, 33 receptions in the 2021 postseason, not just a Super Bowl record, but a playoff record, most in a single postseason in NFL history. And on the pass rush side, the Rams' seven sacks against the Bengals tied a Super Bowl record. It also made teams with six or more sacks 7-0 and in the Super Bowl. Some other notes, Justin Lawler, who really shined in the Rams preseason, he has been scooped up by the Titans. So he'll be on their roster moving forward. And saw some news just the other day. The Rams are looking to develop a site in Woodland Hills for a permanent practice facility. This is at the site of the old Woodland Hills Promenade Mall off Topanga Canyon Boulevard. This practice facility would have an indoor component, and that's a good thing. It can get pretty hot in Woodland Hills in the summer. It would also be more conducive to having fans in attendance than is the case at their current facility in Thousand Oaks. The NFL coaching carousel is winding down. The Rams have also got some work done internally. Liam Cohen brought back as the offensive coordinator. Cohen, after leaving the Rams... Spent one year under Mark Stoops at Kentucky. The Wildcats averaged 520 yards and 40 points in the last five games of the season. They won 10 games, and they also won the Citrus Bowl. So Cohn, 36 years old, he's a rising star. It's a big ad for the Rams. Greg Olson, who left for the Raiders, is coming back as a senior offensive assistant. Zach Robinson had been the assistant quarterback coach, and Thomas Brown had been the running backs coach. Both of them apparently are getting promoted. Not clear on their specific roles, though. The Rams' website has not been updated to reflect any of this yet. And Jake Peets has been hired as a quarterback's coach. Of course, Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips, the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach, respectively, have both moved on to Minnesota. And Sean McVay, after hinting at retirement and rumors circulating that Amazon and ESPN might be offering him anywhere from 15 to $20 million a year, finally came back and said, no, I'm staying, partly because the Rams have apparently reworked his contract. He was already the fifth highest paid coach in the league behind Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, and Carolina's Matt Rule. No details on this new contract, but it would be reasonable to guess that he is now the highest paid coach in the NFL, as well as still the youngest at 36 years old. Bill Belichick making $2.5 million a year. McVay was at $8.5 million with a bump of some sort. So it's a good day for Sean McVay and a good day for the Los Angeles Rams. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Cooper Cup. I mean, I could just make this a Cooper Cup podcast at this point. The guy is just so incredible. I shared a segment several months ago contemplating where Cooper Cup and Robert Woods may end up as far as how they would measure up against the great all-time Rams receivers, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Henry Ellard, all those guys. Now, Robert Woods, he was derailed, obviously, with the injury, Cooper Cup, had the greatest season of his career so far. He is now sixth all-time as far as Rams receiving yardage after Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Henry Ellard, 
Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch and Jack Snow. He passed up Robert Woods, Red Phillips, and Flipper Anderson this past season. And he'll certainly pass Hirsch and Snow in 2022. So far, Cup has averaged 70 yards per game over his career. If he maintains that average over four more years, he'll collect another almost 5,000 yards. That would give him over 10,000, which would allow him to move into third all-time behind Bruce and Holt. Now, I think that's a pretty conservative guess, 5,000 more yards in his career. really depends on how long he plays. It's a longevity issue. But to catch Holt and Bruce, it's going to be a big challenge for him. It's possible, but I think right now we could fully expect Cooper Cup to end up at least third in all-time receiving yardage for the Rams. We'll be back in a minute with our guest for some roster talk focusing on the Rams' defense. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21-plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list for requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1 800 889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. We have a special segment for you here. We have Tom, a lifelong Rams fan. You know him as Rams Beat on Twitter. Prolific Rams fan that knows a lot about the roster. And we're going to talk about the roster and what the Rams need to do in preparation for 2022. A lot of changes coming. So much to talk about, in fact, that what we decided to do was just discuss the defensive side of the ball this week how the Rams roster might shape up on the defensive side of the ball. We'll come back next week, get into the offense and special teams. So Tom, uh, thanks for joining us and give us a little background as far as uh, how long have you been a Rams fan? How did it all start for you? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Look forward to uh, talking about this, this great uh, roster the Rams have and, and how to actually improve it today. But uh, yeah, just going back uh, to the Rams when they were originally in LA, uh, grew up a Rams fan uh, all those years. And uh, a funny side story, my dad actually was a business partner with 
Roman Gabriel and Merlin Olson in a car dealership, Porsche Audi dealership in, in Encino, California, going way back. So uh, they weren't the best businessmen, apparently, but he always had a, a car, at least in the driveway that he got from the dealership. So just a, uh, a little bit of a tie to some old time Rams. Yeah, I think I remember that the Merlin Olson car dealership because I spent a lot of time in the Valley, uh, Woodland Hills, Encino, Reseda, that whole area. I think I think I do remember that. And did you follow them? Did you stick with them through their St. Louis years? I did. I did. I was actually uh, out of California for many of those years and on the East Coast. And so for me, it wasn't as big of a blow that they had left L.A. and just followed the Rams uh, straight through. And uh, uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, previous to that, when they had gone to Orange County and then to St. Louis and then, of course, back in L.A., uh, just like many old time Rams fans, our enthusiasm uh, got that much higher. Right. Yeah, I was I think I was more upset when they moved to Anaheim. And then I realized after a few games, seeing those helmets on the TV screen. I didn't really care that much where they played their home games. And so when they moved to St. Louis, I knew I knew I was going to stick with them. And and that's what happened. Uh, so we were going to go through the roster. And, and my approach on this um, would be, you know, right now, today, let's assume all these free agents are gone. The unrestricted free agents are gone. What would this roster look like? Uh, and we'll kind of take the restricted free agents and the exclusive rights guys one at a time, because I think the Rams can retain most of them if they so desire. So let's talk about the defensive line. Uh, we actually have the three core guys coming back, Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, Sean Robinson, uh, Marquise Copeland, who contributed a bit. He's coming back, as is Michael Hoyt and Jonah Williams. The big loss is the free agent, Sebastian Joseph Day. He's a potential loss anyways. And then those two rookies, Bobby Brown and Ernest Brown IV. You know, we don't know what Bobby Brown and Ernest Brown bring to the table. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get the snaps that you would have hoped, but they'll certainly be in the mix next year. So does that mean, do we let Sebastian Joseph Day walk? How do you feel about Sebastian Joseph Day? Yeah, I think Sebastian Joseph Day is uh, is among the maybe the most likely to walk. Uh, he'll get a real big payday. Um, they'll be looking for that payday, and he deserves it. Uh, not probably in the eight million dollar range. He also will be looking for a much larger role um, coming back with this uh, defense. Obviously, assuming Aaron Donald's back, um, he's not going to have a uh, you know a major role, and um, so. I can see uh, with the emergence of Greg Gaines and how well Ashawn Robinson played. So, uh, yeah, that's almost uh, of all of the free agents that won't resign. In my opinion, he's the uh, the most likely to walk. So uh, I think we'd be comfortable with that unit, though. Donald Gaines, Robinson, Copeland, uh, the two rookies coming back. I'd be OK with that. I don't think we need to add anybody, maybe spend a, a late draft pick on an interior guy, uh, would that be a good summary? You, is that an accurate characterization? Yeah, absolutely. We, I think yeah. that, uh, yeah, with the emergence of Ashawn on those, uh, those first down packages, those run packages, um, uh, Marquise Copeland was the next man up. He, uh, he's averaged, uh, over 10 snaps since week nine, uh, 
and uh, Jonah Williams and and Michael Heck were uh, averaged over uh, about five snaps a game. So they were sort of the fill-in guys uh, to give uh, a breather to Donald, uh, most often Gaines and so forth. So it's a very strong unit. It's almost it's almost 100% returning. Obviously, the the that unit was without was without Joseph Day for much of the year because of his injury. And even when he did come back and was healthy in the Super Bowl, he, he got very limited snaps in the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, that's it's very clear that uh, that he's not coming back, but that this other this unit uh, will be returned almost intact. Um, so absolutely. OK, so the consensus there is Rams defensive line remains a strong unit. We may just have to let Sebastian Joseph Day walk and cross our fingers that Bobby Brown steps up and takes a more significant role. Uh, let's move to the outside linebackers. Now, again, if they were to start tomorrow, I think we'd see Leonard Floyd and Terrell Lewis leading the leading the charge from the outside linebacker position. Now, Terrell Lewis, I thought was playing okay. Uh, and then they brought in Von Miller. And I don't know if Terrell Lewis saw the field again at all. Maybe a few times, snaps here or there. Justin Hollins, he got some playing time. He was out with an injury. The Rams clearly like him. And also under contract, a little bit of a wild card, Chris Garrett. I don't know if he was active at all, but they certainly didn't want to put him on the practice squad and have someone snag him. So they must see something in him. And then the two free agents, Von Miller and Obo Okoronko. So just to recap, four guys coming back, Floyd, Hollins, Lewis, and Garrett with the two free agents. So how, how do you feel about that position group? Uh, so yeah, with Leonard Floyd obviously retains his spot. Uh, if they weren't to re-sign Von Miller, then I think Justin Hollins would probably get uh, the other starting nod over Terrell Lewis. Terrell Lewis was a healthy scratch many of the, at the end of the season there. Uh, interestingly, uh, he got about 30 snaps a game in the first nine games or so of the season. Um, so uh, first 11 games or so of the season. And then obviously um, uh, Miller came over and uh, Oko emerged as, along with Hollins. And uh, he was kind of the odd man out there. But I still think they have a lot of faith in him. Um, I really think that uh, Vaughn Miller will get re-signed. Uh, Darren Donald made it clear in no uncertain terms that that was uh, a big factor in his wanting to come back. I think Vaughn wants to be here. I think they'll come to a an agreement with Vaughn Miller somewhere in the two-year, you know, ten to twelve million dollar range, uh, just under what JJ Watt, Watt got, and uh, and it'll be it'll be Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, and um, a healthy dose of Justin Hollins and Terrell Lewis. Okay, are you ready to let Obo Okoronko walk? Yes, I think that that's another one that uh, very similar to Joseph Day that he is going to be uh he'll get a good a good payday out there he's uh rangy he's a great athlete and uh he'll be looking for you know not only more money uh he might get in the sort of the five million dollar range um, i'm thinking but he's also looking for a larger role right he he just doesn't have a role on this team and and um he's playing you know backup snaps and uh, you know maybe 10 snaps a game or, so, or whatever it is and uh, he'll look for a larger role as well as a larger payday, and he deserves it. 
Yeah, I've always liked him. Um, now, if if by chance they cannot sign Von Miller, uh, then maybe they bring him back or, or find another young outside linebacker on the open market. But I guess we want to hope Von Miller gets re-signed for Aaron Donald's sake. And maybe Chris Garrett steps up. Uh, again, he's one that we really have no clue about, but he certainly was productive at the college level. Yes, yes. So they have some good... Uh, some good depth there. Uh, I don't see him going external uh, on that front. I think Obo is going to walk almost almost uh, certainly, and um, and uh, I think Von Miller is among all of the free agents, uh, the unrestricted free agents, one of the more likely to resign. Brief side note here: I read an article just yesterday that uh, Samson Ebucon is a possible salary cap casualty with the Niners. So be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the cornerbacks, safeties, and the inside linebackers. Uh, okay, so on to the cornerbacks. In my mind, you know, with Darius Williams likely gone, I think. We'll get to that in a second. But today, the starters would be Jalen Ramsey, and I assume David Long, or possibly, if healthy, Robert Rochelle. And then after that, it gets a little thin. Dante Dion's also a free agent, along with Williams. And then you have the three young guys, Kareem Orr, Grant Haley, Tyler Hall, so I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little scary to me to ride with Robert Rochelle or David Long, but I think they're up to the task. So, so how do you feel? How do you feel about this position group? Do you think we let Darius Williams walk number one, I guess? Yeah, I think he's going to go. Uh, he'll get a good payday. He, he graded out well. He certainly had a, a little bit of a down year this year compared to uh, the prior year when he was uh, excellent. And um, but he should command, a, you know, sort of a 12 to 14 million dollar deal right. somewhere. Right. And Dante Dion might do pretty well out there, too. He might he might get five million dollar deal or, or thereabout. Um, so you're right. They are very thin there. It's my opinion. This is one of the position groups where they'll look outside. I really think they'll. Um, yeah. I, just to take a step back, I agree with you that that they're not going to ride with Ramsey uh, and Long or Ramsey and Rochelle with the other one coming in on the nickel package. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, certainly, there's not a lot of depth there. Uh, Kareem Ward uh, played in, that one, in the one COVID game um, and, uh, uh, in week 14, I think, was in, against Arizona, and he graded out terribly when he got his, his chance. I think he was in, below 30 in PFF. So he, he, he had his chance and didn't play well at all in that game that the team overall played quite well in, in that Arizona, that second Arizona game. But uh, going back to the, uh, to the free agent market, I think this is one of the areas where they will look for a, a, a cornerback that really is a true zone cornerback. The, Rump, the Rams played more zone schemes than any other team in the league this year. They, they played it 74% of the time. Uh, that's a, it's a very different coverage scheme than a man scheme. Obviously, they have to be able to do both because they are doing some man, but 
there are specialists, especially at cornerback for uh, specialists in the zone scheme versus specialists in the man scheme. And so there's some very good cornerbacks on the free agent market um, that do excel in the zone heavy scheme. So Casey Hayward from uh, the Raiders, he's, you know, sort of could be very affordable at sort of six to seven million. Uh, DJ Reed Jr. from Seattle, seven to nine million. And my favorite, but also the most expensive is Dante Jackson from Carolina. Fast, great instincts, uh, could really, really bolster that other side of that uh, secondary. And then uh, kind of an outside wild card, if he doesn't resign, is Russell Douglas, who could be had for somewhere probably in the six to eight million dollar range. The Packer cornerback. I think that's a, a position where they'll look outside and bring in somebody that does specialize in the zone heavy scheme. Okay. That's good input. Uh, moving on to the safety position group. Uh, I assume the starters would be Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp. Although did Nick Scott possibly supplant Taylor Rapp in that pecking order? And then after that, they're, they got some depth, you know, they got those three guys. They got Terrell Burgess, uh, Jake Gervas, Anton Brooks, Juju use uh, exclusive rights free agent, but I, I don't know. This position group seems decent enough to me. Uh, how do you feel about this group? Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, they have three strong safeties in Fuller, Rap, and Scott. Um, they all played significant minutes and all played very well. Uh, so that gives them. Uh, they're only going to play two of those guys at a time. Although, believe it or not, in the Super Bowl, they they did bring on a third safety a lot more and in in uh, place of the inside linebacker. Right. Uh, but that's, and, that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, and I was, I was, I mentioned that briefly. I saw uh, Eric Weddle, Nick Scott and Taylor Rapp out there together. And Taylor Rapp seemed to be playing a hybrid uh, inside linebacker safety position, but I, I don't know if that's a correct characterization of it. That's what I saw though. Um, so it's real interesting. And I know a lot of people, there's two players, and I haven't got – I actually skipped uh, the inside linebacker group. I'll get back to them in a second. But if there's two players that I like more than most, apparently, it's Taylor Rapp and Troy Reader. People really hammer on Troy Reader, but I don't, I just can't help but like the guy. Uh, but um, Taylor – how do you feel about Rapp? Do you think he – a lot of people suggest that he's a liability. Yeah, he's not he's not very strong in coverage. He's much more of the the prototypical strong uh, uh, safety, old school. Yeah, who is uh, very good against the run. Um, he's uh, he's he's better than Reader against the pass, and that's why in the second half we saw some of those looks. Reader was really getting targeted as he was all year long, and uh, and as had happened all year long against the pass, he was getting scorched. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we saw that three safety look. Um, but anyway, uh, having said that, I think between uh, Rap, Fuller, and Nick Scott, uh, we have a good, strong, a good returning safety yeah. core. Terrell Burgess um, hasn't had the love from the coaching staff that uh, many of the fans uh, have been wanting to see more of him. And, and the coaching staff seriously hasn't given him the chance. But um, when he did get out there, yeah, some mixed results. He had a couple of good games and a couple not so good games. But um, but so there's some depth there. And then Juju Hughes is a real wild card, and they can 
sign him for the minimum and bring him back a, a just under a million dollars. And, and uh, I look for him to emerge as well. Yeah. I think there's two guys that um, we can only guess how much their injuries have affected them. It's both the Terrells, Terrell Lewis and Terrell Burgess. They both had really significant injuries and I've always wondered if that's just been holding them back a little bit. I mean, to come back from those injuries and play at an NFL level, uh, it's no small thing. So maybe maybe that's what's held them back a little bit. But let, let's roll right into that uh, inside linebacker group because I skipped them. Uh, and, you know, obviously I think we we hit it big with Ernest Jones and, you know, the guys we've seen alongside him for the most part have been Troy Reader and Treven Howard. Reader's a restricted free agent. Uh, Howard's an exclusive rights free agent. And after that, uh, from what I can tell, we just have Christian Roseboom, who's more of a special teams guy. So we obviously have to retain somebody. It's not going to be Ernest Jones and Roseboom. So what what do you think we should do with that group? Well, yeah, Ernest Jones uh, thankfully emerged uh, as the number one inside linebacker. Um, obviously got the snaps late in the year and in the, in, in the Super Bowl. Troy Reader, as a restricted free agent, uh, they, they would need to tender him most likely, and uh, and that would probably put him at about two point four million. Um, I think they will just because of how the, uh, the the lack of depth in that position. He um, he did play well. He, he really turned into a first down uh, inside linebacker. He plays uh, with. Um, Ashawn in that in those first down uh, stop the run sets and um, they go to a three four and uh, so that's what I would expect to see uh, and then obviously they like his intelligence he was obviously wearing the dot for much of the year um, so uh, and then obviously the uh, bringing back uh, Howard for the minimum is is a no brainer as well so uh, we'll have we'll go with those three um, I do expect this to be a a focus of the draft. Um, this is one of the areas where I think they'll really, really uh, focus. Uh, they don't They don't like to pay inside linebackers. They pay inside linebackers uh, notoriously less than anyone in the league. And um, I, I expect that to continue by reloading the, uh, the bench with some and, depth there through the draft. And you can usually get value at inside linebacker in the draft as well. Uh, exactly. Can, so that that is very sound guidance, I think. Okay, Tom. Hey, thanks. That's really good insight. Uh, it educated me a lot. And it's nice to kind of compare opinions on different players. Uh, and you had some some surprising inputs that make a lot of sense, though. So I think uh, Ram fans will get a lot from that, as did I. Uh, well, yeah. So thanks thank very much. For, no, sorry. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. And uh, I uh, I certainly think that Les Snead is as creative as he is and uh, as aggressive as they are. Uh, there will be plenty of surprises that uh, that come our way. Thanks, Tom. This is really good stuff. And we're going to have Tom back next week to discuss the offensive side of the ball and special teams. Roster moves are on tap for the Rams, contract extensions, free agents, all that good stuff. We're going to close out this episode with a short segment we're going to take a quick look at our NFC West rivals, the Seahawks, Cardinals, and 49ers, what free agent challenges 
They are facing what their salary cap looks like and what their 2022 draft equity looks like. I wanted to provide a snapshot of where each NFC West team stood, who are their major unrestricted free agents, how much cap space they have, and what draft picks they have. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. The reason I want to do this is because so many uh, of the national media paints such a dismal picture for the Rams. So let's look at the Cardinals, Seahawks, and 49ers real quickly here. The Cardinals have 24 unrestricted free agents. They have $3 million in cap space. Their major free agents are Chandler Jones, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, James Conner, and Chase Edmonds. So very quickly, you realize Chandler Jones, a big part of that defense, they're at risk of losing him. Ertz and Green, I don't think are that big of a deal to older guys. But both running backs, Conner and Edmonds, Cardinals have to solve a running back problem in free agency or get one or both of these guys resigned. What do their draft picks look like? They have a pick in the first, second, and third round. They traded their fourth and fifth picks away, but they should get a fifth round compensatory pick and two seventh round compensatory picks, and they have their own sixth and seventh round. So they have eight draft picks, and most importantly, they have their three top picks still in their pocket. What about the Seahawks? 16 unrestricted free agents, the key guys being Dwayne Brown and Quandre Diggs. Gerald Everett's a free agent, as is offensive lineman Ethan Pokic and Rashad Penny, who had a couple really good games. And maybe there is something there for Rashad Penny. Been a little bit of a disappointment overall, but could still be a productive running back in the right system. And then tight end Will Disley is also a free agent. Seahawks have $35 million in cap space, so I would think they're focusing on re-signing Dwayne Brown and Quandre Diggs, assuming they want to stay there. Last year, the Seahawks had three draft picks. This year, they have six. They do not have their first pick. They have a second, third, and fourth round pick, as well as a fifth and seventh, and a pick they picked up from the Jets in the fourth round. So not a lot of picks, but they have that second, third, and two fourth-round picks. And they're going to need them because that roster really needs to be improved. What about the 49ers? 21 unrestricted free agents. The key one being offensive lineman Lincoln Tomlinson. They have a lot of guys, second-level players, that are free agents, so it's not as bad as it looks. But Rasheem Mostert is a free agent, as is quarterback Kawan Williams and safety Marcel Harris, and cornerback Jason Verrett, who was playing so well before he got injured again. He's a free agent. He's a real injury risk at this point, but if he's healthy, he is a top-notch cornerback. So 21 free agents, not a lot of key guys, though, so they should be in pretty good shape. Three million in cap space. So much like the Rams, they're going to have to get some restructuring done and seven draft picks, but they do not have the first-round pick. They gave that up so they could draft Trey Lance. They have a second-round pick, and they also lost their third-round pick in that Trey Lance deal, but they should get a resolution JC2A 
pick in the third round. They have their fourth and their fifth round. They do not have their sixth or seventh round picks, but they do have the Broncos sixth round pick and two round seven compensatory picks. So not in too bad a shape, but no first round pick. And how about the Rams? The Rams have 14 unrestricted free agents. So they actually have fewer unrestricted free agents than any other team in the NFC West. They're 10 to $13 million over the cap, depending on which site you go to. But they probably have more key guys that are unrestricted free agents than the other teams. Darius Williams, Vaughn Miller, Brian Allen, Austin Corbett, Andrew Whitworth's potential replacement, Joseph Noteboom, Oko, OBJ, Sebastian Joseph Day. So there's some key guys there. So don't want to minimize that. Not a lot of free agents, but most of them contributed significantly to this Super Bowl run. So they have their work to do, but they can get it done. Draft picks, they have eight. They do not have their first, second, third, or fourth round pick. However, they do have a compensatory resolution JC to a pick in the third round. They should get a round four comp pick. They have their own fifth round pick. They do not have their sixth round pick, but they have three projected compensatory picks in the sixth round, and they have their own seventh round as well as the Dolphins pick in the seventh round. So the Rams have to get some restructuring done to make sure they retain the unrestricted free agents they need. Not concerned about their draft. No first and second round pick is going to hurt, but they've drafted so well. They have eight picks. Could very well end up making nine picks the way Les Snead moves around in the draft. Good times in L.A., so it's certainly not as bad as national media will lead you to believe. Rams are in good shape. Just need to continue to get value in the third through the sixth rounds of the draft and get some contracts restructured so they can retain the right guides to run it back to Super Bowl 57. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.